everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Calvary Conversations. I'm your host for this week, Joshua Paxton, director of the Burnham Center for Global Engagement here at Calvary University. And with me today again, he uh, he he actually came back for a second round. It's hard to believe. Is uh, Dr. Marvin J. Newell. Calvary class of 1974. He's one of our alumni, and he is staff missiologist of Missio Nexus and also executive director of the Alliance for the Unreached. Previously, he served as a missionary in Papua, Indonesia, a mission administrator, a professor of missions, director of missions association, uh, FMA, and senior vice president of Missio Nexus. He is the author of four missions-related books, has another one coming out later on in August, and additionally, he is the general editor of the Evangelical Missions Quarterly. So, welcome, Dr. Newell. It's great to have you back with us again. Joshua, it's great to be uh, on with you once again. It's always a delight to speak to the family of Calvary, uh, knowing that uh, I myself am an alumni of this group and uh, fit right in with the ethos and the desires, the passions of the people that would be listening in to this interview. Absolutely. So, yes, I have. I I actually have one of your I've got one of your books around here somewhere underneath my dissertation research pile. So I've been I've been (laughs) enjoying that one. Um, But uh, so so Calvary has has recently within the past month, Uh, Calvary and the Burnham Center for Global Engagement uh, have joined this network called the Alliance for the Unreached. And, you know, we wanted to take some time today to introduce the Alliance to to you all who might be watching this, our our alumni, our friends, our constituents, and tell you a little bit about what that is and and why we think it's important. So, uh, Dr. Newell, could you maybe take a few minutes, first of all, and explain for us what is the Alliance for the Unreached? Yes, uh, Josh. And even before that, I'm just going to say that I am so delighted that the Burnham Center has now joined up with us, knowing what the Burnham Standards stand for, uh, the history behind it, the name and everything. Uh, It's very, very important. So it's just great to have Calvary University through the Burnham Center, part of the Alliance for the Unreached. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me just give you a little bit of a history uh, to give the background. Back in 19, or excuse me, in 2015, we uh, got together a group of about six missions and rallied around a document called the Manifesto for the Unreached. And we believed that, you know, of all the causes in the world, Uh, that this is probably the greatest cause of all, of unreached peoples not being reached because of the eternal uh, consequences of people, obviously, that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so we uh, came up with a, first of all, a document that we uh, believe in, that uh, we think really promotes the cause of unreached peoples. And then we established a day, the International Day for the Unreached which is held on Pentecost Sunday every year. And so, uh, yeah, that date obviously changes every year, but we set that date aside to help help call Christians to uh, remind them of the unreached peoples of the world and use that day to, to promote the cause. Now, we've done a lot more things since then, but the idea is that this has become a movement, not just a day like we started out with, but a movement all year long 
of rallying the church to bring awareness to the church of unreached peoples, uh, still a third of humanity that does not have access to the gospel. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so uh, my next question was going to be, what does the Alliance focus on? But you kind of answered that, this this aspect of unreached people groups. Uh, for, you know, maybe for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with that term, what what is an unreached people group? And then I'll, I'll go ahead and extend that and say, you know, why is it important for from the Alliance's perspective for us to focus on them? Yes, Josh, you know, um, there's different ways you can define unreached peoples. And um, one way is very simple, say a place where there are no churches, there's no Bible, and there are no believers or very few believers, at least not a group of believers big enough to be able to extend that church within their own people group. And so the three no's, no church, no Bible, no believers, is an easy way to talk about the unreached. Um, we have done some research and found out that that word unreached really does not resonate much with Christians in America. They just get confused mm-hmm. about that term. And so uh, through a marketing company that we have been using it all, we've decided to talk about a third of humanity that does not have access to the gospel. So we just say no gospel access uh, to yes. make it very, very much easier and clearer for people to understand and when you think about it, a third of humanity has no gospel access. Uh, those are the ones that we're focused on. Now, we know that there's many more unbelievers in the world, but they do have opportunities and access to the gospel. We're focusing on those that we say do not have any access at all. Yeah. And so roughly, de- depending on where you're getting your statistics from a little bit, r- roughly 3.2 billion people, right? That would be correct. Yeah, 3.2 billion people, which, by the way, happens to be 41% of the world population, more than a third, you know. But uh, we we just landed on that a third so that it's easy to remember and it's close yeah. enough. But yeah, with 7.8 billion people in the world, that many, 3.2, still do not have gospel access. They're embedded mm-hmm. in religions, obviously, that oppose the gospel message, whether it be Islam, Buddhism, Hindu, or even other things. But uh, yeah, we want to get the gospel to them. And so we are trying to bring awareness to the American church, the Canadian church, of our responsibility to reach these people with no gospel access. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why um, why an alliance? Why, why, you know, why bringing together different organizations and everything and, and forming this, this group? Why, why is the alliance important rather than necessarily each one doing its own thing? Well, Josh, we can sum it up very simply by saying the Great Commission is too important to be ignored and it's too vast to be done, too vast to be done by ourselves. Any, one organization, whether it be Calvary University or any other mission group, and there's there's hundreds of mission groups, just cannot do it on our own. And Absolutely. so the better way to do it is to come together and to, uh, a word that you like to use, to have synergy together uh, yes. for groups to be able to band together and promote the cause uh, 
promote the cause of reaching the unreached. And so we have within the Alliance of the Unreached 63 members presently. Uh, and as we said, Calvary is one. And we hope we can double that, uh, maybe even triple that uh, soon. But at least continuing to focus on, it's the only network, Josh, that focuses solely on unreached peoples. There, yeah. There's a lot of other groups that do indeed think of unreached peoples, but there's no network where they can come together and be be working together on this focus of unreached people. So we, we're carrying that banner and make no apology. We are out to reach the unreached of the world. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so so you you quoted that line, the Great Commission is to, and I, I recognize that as being one of the, uh, kind of the tagline, if you will, for Missio Nexus. Um, and so obviously, with your involvement with Missio Nexus, as well as the Alliance for the Unreached, you you obviously feel that partnership is is really important. So why is why is partnership so essential to fulfilling the Great Commission? Well, you know, Josh, in our in our manifesto uh, that we follow, we we have this statement that uh, we will release what God has given us to empower others to multiply God's kingdom through the gifts he has given to them. In other words, we want to help people to bind together the resources they, they have. Maybe it's monetary resources or material resource, technology, personnel, so that uh, there's not duplication in the work and that there's a focus, everybody moving together and, and able to do this in a way that there is uh, synergy, I use, think I used that word earlier, yep. uh, with the work so that we're more effective than just doing a piecemeal and, and one person at a time or one group at a time or one organization trying to do so much that is really beyond their capacity to do on their own. So we see partnership is so important, Josh. It's just uh, actually the only way the task is going to be accomplished is if we do it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the the universal body of Christ collectively working together, right? Exactly right. Yes. yes. Uh, so now you went into this a little bit, but I'm I'm gonna gonna play a, a little bit of uh, the the opposite side here. And why focus so much on unreached people groups? Doesn't doesn't everybody need the gospel? Everybody needs the gospel, Josh, but not everybody has opportunity or even access to the gospel. And that's the key. Yes. And uh, I, I think if anything I want people to go away from this interview with is this word gospel access. That phrase is so important. Mm -hmm. You see, some people would say, well, how about my unsaved neighbor? Isn't he unreached? And the answer is no, he's not unreached. The reason why is because you're there. You yeah. are, you are yeah. able to give gospel access. And there's churches all over America, North America. There's radio programs. There's so many things that America is not unreached. It, no. They might be unsaved, but yes. in contrast to parts of the world that has no church, no believers, no Bible, they are the ones that are unreached. And they're the ones that we want to we wanna focus on. You see, our, uh, our neighbors... Uh, who obviously we, we want to see saved and all, they may have heard the gospel and they have opportunity to either believe it or to reject it or to ignore it. 
But unreached peoples don't have those opportunities at all. They yeah. don't even know there's a gospel to be believed or ignored or 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 uh, rejected. So they've never we're talking even heard about this name. part of humanity, a third of humanity that uh, just does not ha even begin to have the gospel access. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, when you compare. You know, all just all of the things, Christian radio stations, schools like Calvary, uh, coffee shops and television and just all of the all of the access. You know, they even still, to my knowledge, they even still show the Ten Commandments on TV every Easter. And so <laughs> just right. the, you know, and, and I mean, TV being what it is these days, uh, but the the access, that gospel access is so huge in that we have it readily available to us here in the United States, where it's it's just not in much of the rest of the world. Yeah. So um, right. So yeah, if I could if I could continue a little bit on that theme, uh, what would you say to the person who asks, and I have I have heard this statement, all right? I have heard this statement. Doesn't the U.S. have enough problems that we should be focused here instead? Well, yeah, there's a lot of problems, and there always will be a lot of problems, and there's always a lot of uh, causes to be engaged in, uh, and, and we have our issues here in the States. However, you know, the greatest injustice in the world, and there's a lot of injustices and a lot of them very heartbreaking. So I'm not minimizing any of the injustices. Oh. Uh, and that's a good word to use for so many of these wrongs that we see done. But of all the injustices of the world, denying people the opportunity to believe in Jesus has got to be the greatest one. And as I said earlier, because of the eternal consequences of that not being available. Uh, we grieve that people just enter into eternity. Someone has estimated that 70,000 people a day die uh, and die with a Christless uh, eternity, entering a Christless eternity. And that's just appalling, Josh. Uh, yeah. And I know that all the other issues and justice issues that are out there are appalling too. Uh, and we grieve about them. But this is the one I believe that we in the church need to be the most grieved about. And therefore, yeah, I know all around us, there's the other causes, but I believe that this one here, according to scripture, according to Jesus himself, that we need to be uh, taking the gospel to those who have never had opportunity to hear the name of Jesus even one time. Yeah, absolutely. Who was... Uh, who was who 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 said that quote? Um, you know, we talk about the second coming. Half of the world has not hasn't even heard of the first. Oswald J. Smith, the pastor. There you go. Yes. Toronto, yes. Canada said that. And it's so true. I'm glad that you brought that up because actually I have that quote in my book that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, how can we talk about the second coming of Christ when half of the world has never heard of the first? Um yes. That puts it in, in, in perspective. It really does. So I'm glad you brought that one up, Joshua. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, just the, like you said, it's it's not that any of the other problems that the world is, is facing isn't problems, but when you compare that with eternity and and eternity uh, separated from, from the Lord, eternity 
you know, as the Bible clearly puts eternity in the lake of fire. If you've not had the opportunity to hear, there's there's just no comparison with the problems and the issues that we face and the reality of 3.2 billion people who just haven't had that, haven't even had that opportunity to to trust in Christ and and to believe. So and so. That's yep. why you have the Burnham Center there at Calvary University. Yes. It's the Lord for Calvary that yes. continues to focus on that very need and therefore have gone that route of making sure that you are a school that makes that very clear that that's an injustice that we want to see uh, our, ourselves engaged in and, and rectify. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's something that I, I drill into every single one of my students who takes introduction to missions is I, you know, regardless of what your degree program is, what you're here to study, what you're looking, you know, your career path, anything, anything that you might do beyond this point, we are, you know, we specifically, so 2 Corinthians 5, 20 through 21, we specifically have been given this message as messengers of reconciliation to take to a lost and fallen world. And so even comparing the injustices, there are there are many things that we might work on, but this thing, getting the message of Christ out to a lost world has been specifically entrusted to the church. And, and if we don't do it, no one else will. You know, Josh, that is so true. And uh, I, I have just this little message uh, for schools like Calvary, and I've taught at a couple other schools that that goes something like this. If our theology ignores or minimizes or even excludes missiology, which is the sending of the gospel message, well, it ultimately will result in suppressed doxology, because without an understanding mm -hmm. of missions that God uh, of mission, uh, 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 the mission of God that permeates the whole of Scripture, we may have, you know, impeccable theology, and it's great to have our theology classes, obviously, and our heads might be full, but if we lack the burning heart that drives us to active engagement in bringing souls yes. to Christ, God will not be glorified, and His grace will not be experienced. Well, and can you... You know, so theology proper is the study of God himself. And can you even can you even begin to really understand God himself without understanding the burden that he has for, you know, for for the lost, which, is, as you said, is written all over the pages of Scripture? Yes. So absolutely. So, right. um, so as we wind down a little bit, what what does what does Calvary joining the alliance mean? Maybe you know we could discuss that for a little bit, helping helping some of our our listeners understand what does Calvary gain from being part of the alliance, and then how can Calvary help the alliance? Yeah, it's kind of like a two-edged sword thing. Yeah. Uh, first, first of all, what what Calvary can get out of it is to have access to have to all these other groups that have that same passion of reaching the unreached. And I know that Calvary already has some partnerships going on with your Synergy program and all with a few missions, and I won't name them here, but I think most of them are actually members of the Alliance. But A lot of them are, yes. They are, and, and there's, there's dozens more. And so if we can give you access and you can learn more about them, your students 
especially then can access that because of of that uh, alliance connection um, and you can just send them right you know to the other groups that are part of this uh, this will help the cavalry side obviously uh, engage with the other groups that are part of this on the other hand the the, the groups of the alliance for the unreached all of our, our members for them to know that there's a school like cavalry that they can recommend, uh, that they can uh, send their missionaries to, maybe for advanced degrees because of the master's program and whatever, or even recommend students to go there and be part of that. You know, it dovetails back that way, knowing that, hey, Calvary's aligned with us and has that same, same drive and passion, and therefore we can recommend Calvary as one of our schools. You know, right now, Josh, there are uh, maybe three school, two schools that are Part of yeah, the alliance. I say there's there's Calvary and there's another one. I can't I can't think of right, the other one off the top of my there's head. There's one called Trinity that's in South Dakota. Okay. And, um, it's part of the Assemblies of God. And so that you know that group and your school and and and, and that school are two places that we can help people uh, be channeled to to go and to learn more about reaching unreached peoples. Yeah, and that's that's the essence of partnership. Right. We each have, you know, we each have a role to fill in the accomplishment of the Great Commission. And so how do we partner together so that we can work in the area of our strengths and, and then trust other people who can work in their strengths and and together we can make this task happen? Yes. Well, so. that's so. Yep, it is so true. Uh -huh. Absolutely. So, um, so we are we are almost out of time. Uh, I did want to notice for for our or sorry, I did want to mention for our listeners that um, Dr. Newell has accepted the invitation to be our our missions conference speaker in January. So January 24th through 28th, uh, he'll be on campus and and working with our students in that. And then. Um, Dr. Newell, if you know if somebody's listening today and they're interested in getting some more information about the alliance and how they can, you know, learn more about it, where might they find that? Yeah, uh, easily going to our website, which is alliancefortheunreached.org. Alliancefortheunreached.org. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, when you get there, you'll see the different tabs there to go and to see the resources that are available and the members and so forth. And so you can learn a lot there and uh, learn about, uh, say there's an organization that wants to maybe begin to join up with us. Uh, there's a ways to see how to do that as well. So we have a lot of resources there, Josh. We have a lot of, of our yes. members' videos, which are really inspiring. And then yes. other things like not just the manifesto for the unreached, but we have a great commission's a guide and a prayer guide for the year and those kinds of things are available. So even a sermon is there to preach this if people want to preach. So yeah, uh, I encourage uh, those that are listening that will be wanting to dig more deeper to go to our site. That's allianceforthunreached.org. Yep. And we also, you know, if you happen to find yourself on Calvary's website, you can go to the Burnham Center page and we have a link to that on that page as well. One more thing before we go. You know, if somebody's been listening to our conversation today and and we hope, I mean, you, you and I both earnestly hope that God has planted a, a burden in their heart for unreached people groups. What might be a, a first step 
that that they could take in in actually taking some action to help some of these folks gain access to the gospel. Okay, you're saying somebody themselves want to get engaged in this? I'm sorry. Yeah, so somebody's listening and and they're like, you know, this yep. yeah, I hear you. This burdens my heart. What can I do about it? What would you recommend they do first? Well, you know, there's a lot of good books out that can be introductory to them. That is, uh, that is a good way to start. And so I would, I would say go and uh, find uh, a couple of books that have to do with missions and getting involved in missions and, um, and uh, just get engaged in that way. You know, there's a book that's, uh, that's on the top of my mind that I want to recommend, but I can't remember the title exactly. Um, uh-huh. around, um, across the Street and Around the World. Ah, yes, yes. Across the Street and Around the World is a really good introductory book. And uh, I recommend that book uh, by a, a lady missionary that just did an excellent job in giving the steps and how to get engaged. Yeah. Yeah. So, excellent, good. Yes, there's lots of resources out there. There are books, there are, uh, you know, Calvary is here and we are, we are always ready and willing to talk to you as well as other members of the Alliance. And so we, uh, that's all we have time for today. Appreciate you all joining us though. Um, so thank you for being with us again, Dr. Newell and looking forward to having you with us in January. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, Josh. So um, see you then, and hopefully some of your listeners as well. So absolutely. So God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.